Welcome to another inspirational message from Liberty Church in Omaha, Nebraska. Can you hear me? Can I have Rick pray over the service? I don't need him. Okay, get him. Heavenly Father, we pray for Pastor Jim. Uh, You're well aware of Satan's attack on him. Uh, We thank you as we have prayed that you have sent blessings and healing to him for his life. Thank you. We pray today that as he teaches us your word, that we will receive blessings and guidance for our lives, for our faith, and our own ministries in this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. I want to challenge you. Uh, I've said the promise 22, promise 22 in 22. I'm going to add another 22. I want 22 people that you get to come to visit this church. If you don't have a goal and you don't aim at it, you'll hit nothing. Every day, you'll aim at nothing. I was so blessed, a first timer here. Her name is Gabby, we invited her, she's a waitress. She, uh, I used her to give Howard our time, but to do an example about misplaced thanks. I handed her a $50 bill and she turned around and said, thank you, Howard. And that's misplaced thanks. You don't ever thank God for what the devil does, and you don't ever thank the devil for what God does. Misplaced thanks. It doesn't work. So she kept that 50 folded up in her billfold. She didn't use it immediately. She just kept it. She went and did, she texted me yesterday uh, and said she was at Walmart. She was in line behind a couple. They... Just by what they quickly said, they didn't have a lot of money. And they got their groceries out there the Saturday, get your groceries in the afternoon. And they had forgotten to get diapers. Now, diapers were expensive when our kids wore them. They've got to be a lot more expensive now. And they didn't have any money for the diapers. She pulled the 50 that came from here through us and handed them the money for diapers. That is how you, you touch one person, and that blessing and that grace goes to somebody else. And now things have been, wow, wow, uh, that kindness opens people's heart to receive more of what God has planned in their life. And the one thing she kept, she did keep her Chick-fil-A card. I don't know if she's used it, but, but we're just blessing people. And that's what, if you, if you don't have a goal... I missed my goal in, in uh, December. I wanted to get 10 visitors. I got nine. And if you offend, well, what if they say no? They're already not coming. As long as you're nice, it's not a big deal. Just don't be one of those religious boneheads that, you know, you need to come to church, you need to get, you know, you're a sinner. Oh, anyone who doesn't have Jesus in their heart knows they don't. And they'll know when they do. So lighten up. Just go get them. Set a goal. 22. 22. Or are you trying to grow the church? Yes, I am. Why? 
because people are in darkness. And the Bible says in 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, we're the light. We're supposed to take the light into the darkness. That's what he commanded us to do. It was not a suggestion or do you feel comfortable with it. It is a commandment by the Savior who went to the cross and rose for us. So let's get after it. Be about my father's business. You bet. Just love people. Have a good time. Uh, Jody Barnes and Tony should be with us next week. She was driving back yesterday and today. Uh, her father is doing really well. and He's in uh, the medical uh, recovery, whatever, uh, rehab place. There's a difference between just rehab and medical rehab. And uh, he's doing great. Uh, they are very thankful for prayers, and hopefully then Tony will now have to shower and change his underwear and socks because she'll be back after being gone for a little bit. But uh, we also have soon, I believe, we'll have little Joy Felder here sometime soon. That's Tiffany and Mike Felder, the little girl, really looking forward to seeing them. And Pastor Mercedes wanted to say hi to the congregation. She is uh, doing well in her pregnancy. Uh, baby and mom are doing fine, but it is also with all the hormones and other things that she deals with uh, caused her to be bedridden and uh, not used to much energy. And I know from what I went through, when you're out of energy, you're out of energy. <laughs> you know, some days you have more than others, but when you're out, you're out. And so uh, she wanted me to greet the congregation. Amen? Amen. Are you ready for today's word? Good, I have notes. This is condensed. By the time it gets to this, I'll have gone through eight things. Deborah said, what is all that? Those are my notes. I said, well, why do you do it that way? That's the way I've done it for a long time, and it works for me. Just does. Um, we've been talking, not, the Bible calls it great faith. In our culture, young people call it crazy faith. Faith that does miracles, faith that causes changes. So crazy faith. But let me also take you to Galatians 5, 6. If you have not connected them like I want you to, I want to get it embedded in you as we start. Galatians 5, 6 says, Your faith, which is your believing and speaking, what you believe in your heart, what you'll talk out of your mouth, your faith works by God's love. You cannot have crazy faith without crazy love. You have, the love is the foundation. Amen? Now, it's important because if we listen to TV and cable and internet and movies, love is a feeling. Yes, there are feelings with love, but that's not all there is to love. That's not all. There's plenty of other aspects of God's love that we will talk about today. Because you choose to sit on your tush today and hear nothing, or you decide you're going to receive and hear. Okay? You chose to do that, and you will choose through the service, or you're on your phone, you know, pastor can't see, nah, 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 nah. or you also choose to love. Now, God is love, but you choose to walk in his love every day. And his love is not always gushy, gushy, huggy, kissy stuff. His love, there are direct instructions how to do that. 
And in doing that, you'll walk in the love of God. You won't be injured. Matter of fact, one verse says that you won't fall. And one says that love will never fail. I don't like to fail. I don't like losing. So I want to know, how do I do better at this thing in my life, walking with the Holy Spirit? Let me also mention Wednesday before I get further. Wednesday is just not to have a Wednesday night Bible study. Scripture says to make disciples, not people who fill seats. My goal is to disciple every person who grace has given me the opportunity to speak to. I want to disciple them greater so that when you leave here, you can go get your 22 here. That you can heal people. That you can be like what Gabby was to that family, hand the money. That's a, that is a Holy Spirit movement of love and generosity. So I'm telling you, we're going to disciple. We're going to know what it is to pray for people. And then we're praying for people. We're going to get people filled with the Holy Spirit, understand the gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, and moving by the Spirit so that when you're out in the marketplace on the job, you can manifest the presence of God in a stronger way. It's just not, oh, we're going to have a midweek pick-me-up. I'm for that. But I am for discipling people to get them from here out there to change lives. If no one had reached out to me, I'd be going to hell even now. It took one person to drop an album into my lap that I played over and over again. That's an album. That's one of those plastic things way back when. Okay. But I ripped up my knee, and I was freshman in college, and uh, they had a musical called Godspell, and the gospel according to uh, Matthew. They brought it up uh, in such a way that it was with, uh, the parables were done with clowns and stuff like this in a, in a, a playground area type of thing. It was totally entertaining. Very good, but I went to it. It was done in Omaha about four or five times. Last one was at my alma mater, where I went to high school. And I know all the guys in him. I went to school with them, okay? And, but that night, at the crucifixion scene, I saw Jesus. I don't know of all the things that went into my life to get me ready for that moment. But when that moment happened, like the song we sang today, forever changed. He forever changed. Jim McGaffin, the old man died. Behold, all things became new. And uh, I never thought I'd be a pastor, but here I is. Faith works by love. We're going to go to Mark chapter 4 as a refresher from the last two weeks. And we're going to talk, Jesus said in verse 13 of Mark 4, if you don't understand this parable, how do you understand all my parables? So this is the key, like in the computer. If you don't have the right passcode, you're not getting it. You can hear it over and over, but you will not get the spiritual impact that goes into your spirit man that will come out of your mouth in times when you need it. I knew a guy that memorized the entire book of Ephesians. Couldn't live it for anything. Oh, I memorized the whole book. So did the Pharisees. They memorized like five books. Didn't help them. But when the word goes into your heart, this word, full of God's power and anointing upholds all things by the word of his power. Amen? Mark chapter 4, there are four kinds of ground. Say four. Okay. Don't, sometimes you're one, two, three, and four. You can be in the process of all four. You just don't become one. 
you have to fight for the good ground and you fight for your harvest because Jesus said Satan comes immediately to take away the word that is sown. So no matter how well I preach the word of God today, I know when you leave here, circumstances, situations, life, jobs, family, whatever it's going to be, is coming to take the word out of your life. And you will have to fight to keep it. The first uh, kind of ground was the wayside, and I didn't think much about it until I married my lovely wife, and we're, she lived, we lived on a three-and-a-half-acre uh, gentleman's farm because we, I married her. I got two dogs and three horses. And the city boy from 50th and Dodge is, now has three horses to clean up after and feed and water all year round. Okay? But the, I, there's a path that is often ridden, often walked on. That ground is harder than the ground you till for your crop. Look at the cornfields as you go. You'll see the difference. There's the wayside that you walk in, but there's also then where you can plant. Wayside simply means this in the Greek. Hardened ground traveled often. Now that means in our life, we have some things in our heart and we travel it often that we've just sort of written off and we're hard-hearted about it. So when it comes with a great, great message on God loves you and you need to love your enemy, I don't want to hear that because I can think of two or three people I'd rather see dead. Anybody? In prison? Never mentioned in my life again? I, I never was abused physically or sexually as a child or a high schooler. I, I, it's hard for me to grasp how anyone could hurt a young man or a young lady like that and how they overcome that. Jesus is the answer. Because you can break up that wayside ground. You can break it up and it becomes ground you can plant on for a bigger harvest. Get rid of the wayside ground and you get bigger harvest. Number two, stony ground. This is out of the Greek. Okay? It says you're going to be pressured for the word's sake. Now, I... I went to church, and now I'm going to get pressured for the word's sake. You're going to get challenged for what he preach on today. Oh, do you believe that crap? Come on. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Miracles happen in my life. My prayers are answered. Yeah, I do. But you'll get pressed whether or not you're going to own it and keep it for yourself in your life. And it says it has no root. Now, I always remember those dumb little things they do in school, these little tray things, and, and the, you plant the little seeds, and they come up so quick. But they don't last long, do they? You can plant ryegrass, and it looks green for a short time. It does not have the root system in itself that that grass remains. So golf courses don't use ryegrass because they need plush gorgeous. People use that as a filler. You have to have root. Now, I have seen a couple singers and movie stars give their life to Jesus and all of a sudden they get on the, the visit the church conference circuit because everybody wants brother big name and brother big name to come and they haven't had a chance to have a root system of who Jesus is and how to walk in this but they have the celebrity and I know of a couple I can name them that they fell away from Jesus wanted nothing to do with the church at all why because they were attacked if you will descended upon for the notoriety, ooh, we have so-and-so coming, he'll sing a song. But his real life has not been rooted and grounded in God's word yet. 
Amen? Do you understand? The thorns are the cares of this world. Cares of this world. Cares of this world. Listen to the news and you're going to hear cares of this world. Get online and go to all those different places you can go. You're going to hear the cares of this world. How many have a relative every time you get around them, you hear the cares of this world? We had a guy named Ed worked at Landon's. He told me this privately. He is depressing. He had spent any free moment he had depressing all the other salesmen because when people came in, Ed was on fire. His goal was to have everybody be down and not up, and then he would sell more. He told me that's how he did it. Okay? Cares of this world. The deceitfulness of riches. Please understand, riches are not bad in themselves. It is the love of money, not having money. I, what would you do if you had a million dollars? I'd do exactly what I'm instructed to do. I guarantee you, a whole bunch of it's going out. Oh, wouldn't you want to be a millionaire? I am now. I got all things that pertain to life and godliness. I got everything Jesus got. I'm, I'm doing just fine. What if they take that stuff from me? Then they take it, I'll get more. I'll just get more. But I'm telling you, there's a deceitfulness to it. Money itself is not an answer. Amen? Now, the lust of other things. Lust, we think, as soon as you use that four-letter word, you think sex. That is not, sex can be part of it, but lust is something you have an appetite Oh, man, it's Thanksgiving. I can hardly wait for that turkey. Oh, it's Super Bowl. All the dips and the chips and the commercials. I'll be eating. I'll be having myself some fun. You begin to lust after something. Now, the other things is we're supposed to have an appetite and desire for the presence of God in our life. And when anything is a lust that we desire, have an appetite for more than Jesus in your life. I was really blessed last night. I went to bed. It had been a, a long day, a good day, but a long day, and I went to bed about 10, usually 10 o'clock, 10.30, maybe up. I'll stretch it to 11. What do you But they had advertised a number of times about the 23rd annual Black Gospel Awards that were going to be put on Ion TV at midnight, 11 our time, last night. Well, Deborah was on the phone talking to someone, and that's where she gets her, her, a lot of her phone time in is when I'm finally asleep. She just calls. <laughs> but I woke up at 11.03. I've never seen or I don't know her singing ministry. I know the name. C.C. Winans. And she sang a new song and opened that award program with that for Jesus. And not since Darlene Check that I saw her sing in Johannesburg and then the first time in the United States when Hillsong wasn't that big yet. Now it's magnificently huge, glory to God. But she sang and she wrote, Shout to the Lord. To me, that's a hymn. But she sang with such power and such drive apprehended my heart. I, I could not not pay attention. At 11.03, C.C. Winans, like that time, I reverted back. I, everything. I didn't care anything going on. I was laying in bed with my eyes closed, listening to every single word. Then I decided to finally open up my eyes, 
and their presentation, they got all the lights and everything. It was really well done. But that girl took that song and she drove it. She was a warrior with it. And I, I'm getting a copy of that one too, baby, I tell you. But see, I'd rather sing that than some of the other songs that are out there right now when you, you know, kick my cat, someone stole my truck, <laughs> stuff like country music, you know. Okay. Thorns, cares this world, deceitfulness, the lust of other things. Here's number four. What, you want to know what Luke says good ground is? Because it's in both Matthew or Mark and Luke. In Luke, he refers to it as, as an honest and good heart. An honest and good heart. Everyone sitting in here, I know you've gone through garbage at times. I know you've been hurt. But don't let the enemy in this world have your heart. Have it be an honest and good heart because that ground will grow. That ground will grow because it's yours. Amen? We doing good. Okay. Faith is a choice, not a feeling. Love is a choice. It is not a feeling. Will you feel stuff when you move by faith? Yeah. I moved by faith and seeing miracles happen. Boy, you feel really good. You know, my wife can give me a kiss that will buckle my knees. I love the feeling of her love towards me. But there's a whole lot more to our love than just that kiss. That is an expression, but there's a whole lot more. I see it every day when she, when she helps me do what I have to do. That's a humble feeling there. Okay, we're doing good. God's love is also a choice. It is also a choice. We're going to take a look at three scriptures. And the main one would be Luke 13, 9. The other is Luke 17, 6 and Matthew 17, 20. They won't go up on your screens, but Luke 13, 9 will. And that is a mustard seed. Now, in our garage, we had a sack of old grass seed. Somehow forgot to use it. And it never got planted. And I could slice a piece of the plastic open and get a seed out. How many know the grass seed is pretty stinking small? The mustard seed is smaller. And it can yet, in the DNA of that seed, it can become a strong and powerful tree. Okay? Your faith starts like a mustard seed. I just got born again. I don't know what I'm doing. You'll grow. You'll learn. Your faith will grow exceedingly, it says. But it's a small mustard seed. You start to use your faith, and then you win, and then you win, and then you win, and then you win, and you tell other people about it, and you win, and you win, and you win. All of a sudden, I found myself selling clothes at Landon's. All of a sudden, I found myself on Friday nights being asked to preach, teach, what God was doing. I just take some scripture and I this week, this person's leg grew out. This week flu left. This week $100 and back then 100 bucks was $1,000 came to me. Wow. What? My faith, your faith, like a seed has a DNA in it of the promise of God. And if you plant it in good, honest soil, it will then grow. And in its appropriate time, it will reap a harvest. 
Some grass comes up quicker than others. Some trees grow quicker than others. But the palm tree grows very slowly until. That is because when the hurricanes come, they don't get blown over. Buildings do. They don't. Their root system is so deep. Sometimes there's a lot going on in a person's life that you don't see. But God is changing, getting rid of the hard ground, getting rid of the thorns, getting rid of the stones, making good, looking for a harvest. My family thought I was crazy when I gave my life to Jesus. We grew up Catholic, just staying all this and all this and all this. I was an altar boy, extraordinarily minister, handing out communion. I was in a seminary to be a priest. I couldn't be more Catholic than I was. And then I met the man, not the religion. And his word took over in my life. And my, his word changed me. My family, he's not the same guy. You bet I'm not. And I'm not done growing, I'm not done changing. My family, through this last year, has said, all of them repeatedly, they can't, they can't believe how positive, how faith-filled, and I said, nobody can do that. Could have died three times. No, I'm not having that. I'm not done. Not done. But that's not, that's not Jim McGaffin from Rummel High School. St. Margaret Mary's. That's a whole new person. Faith grows. It grows in you. The mustard seed has to. In Matthew 17, 17 20, he finishes the, about mustard seed. You can say to the mountain, Whoa, that mustard seed is compared to Mark 11, 23, and 24. You can speak to the mountain. You believe in your heart and it's coming out your mouth. That little mustard seed has the power to move a mountain in your life. My father would call my sister Sue. She was my, my shadow. Wherever I went, Sue went. She was play football like guys do. She played softball like guys do, and uh, she has a national championship ring for starting four years from UNO playing softball. She learned like a guy. She was my shadow. But my dad, she was the blonde of the group. It later turned darker brown, and he would call her his blonde little dummy. And to this day, that term hurts her if it's said. Way back then, she doesn't know Jesus yet. And she doesn't have what God gives us to get from there to here. But she will. And those words will not confine her. Amen? Now we're going to spend a little time in Matthew. Y'all getting something out of this this morning, really? Matthew 22. And this is 36 to verse 40. Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus answered and said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Everything you got. Fall in love with Jesus. I have... One of my, someone, I'll say it this way, someone told me they have a slush fund. They keep putting money in it. So if there's ever a breakup between her and her husband, she's got three or 4,000 stashed. She's planning for plan B. 
Okay? Either get in this with all your heart or don't do it. Love with everything. I, I, I can't imagine what I, I would withhold from her. God wants us to love him that way. With all your heart. With all your soul. Mind, will, and emotions. And all your mind. Now your mind will have to get renewed because before Jesus, the world has spent your lifetime up till then putting in your mind what they want. I can remember Peter Hippopotamus, underdog. Babalui and Quick Draw McGraw. That's a kid that put those cartoons. Those are cartoons for those who don't know. Way back in cartoons. But you know what? I watched them all the time. All the time. Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck. Does it get better than Bugs Bunny? No. But they're in my mind. TV shows are in my mind. Get Smart. Petticoat Junction. Man from Uncle. United Network Command for Law Enforcement. Uncle. Dark Shadows Soap Opera. Once you give your life to Jesus, you're going to have to take the space that they have had, put them in the back file, where you only pull them up for stuff like this. I don't think about Bugs Bunny every day. I think about Jesus. Waskly Wabbit. No. I think about Jesus every day. And you're laying in a hospital bed. I'm not thinking about Bugs Bunny. My mind wanted to scatter so bad. And I made it think on things that are pure, just, lovely, and a good report. It was warfare for me. I was very pleasant. I was called the best patient they've ever had in at least three places. But I had a personal war inside me to think right. Or it could be over. So we all don't have a problem with love God. He hasn't finished talking. Next verse, this is the first and great commandment. The second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Now, I don't mean to be egotistical, but I like me. I love me a lot. I feed this body. I give it rest. I put on new shirts for Sunday. Yeah, styling. Okay? My point is, I love me. Sometimes you have to have God's word in you to love yourself. It is hard to love others when you're so unhappy with you. Oh, I'm not near what I wanted to be. Start today. Just start today. Demonstrate God's love to somebody today. That's demonstrating love as much as a miracle as healing their cancer. It all comes from the same source. Amen? Love your neighbor. First, let's go to 1 John. We'll be in there for about four scriptures. Remember I told you if you could do the 22 with me, you read the epistle, start in 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. Why? It's the last letter from the last apostle telling you who you are in Christ. Good place to start. So we're going to go to 1st John and... Read a couple scriptures. Here they come. 1 John chapter 2, verse 5. 
Whosoever keeps his word, in him truly is the love of God perfected. Whoa, 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 whoa. He didn't talk about gushy, gushy, huggy, kissy, kissy. Who keeps his, God's word, God's love will be perfected in you. Now the word keep is like a military post where you are defending it. You're not letting anyone steal it, and it's precious to you. Okay, you keep his word, the love of God is perfected or matured in you. That process, can, the more you obey his word, the more you spend time with him, the more the love grows and you're mature, and you're not the little baby like little Rosie in the back in a diaper. You're someone who's been through some battles, stood and fought not only for your life but for others, and all of a sudden God's love is perfected in you. I'm a whole lot more loving now. I thought I was good when I got married in the first years of our marriage, and I was. I wanted to obey God's word as much as I possibly can. But over the years, I, I've been attacked, and God's used some people to say some terrible, awful things, completely false against me. But if you're a minister, get used to it. You can't make everybody happy by telling them the truth they don't want to hear. I could do good nine Sundays in a row, and I hit that one wayside, dirt, stony thing, and it's like I took a hammer to their toe. They're all upset with me. Okay? So, love of God will be perfected in me. Verse 10 says this in chapter 2. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is no occasion of stumbling in him. Yes! Sorry, I'm learning to use a walker and a cane and walking. I know what stumbling looks like when you fall on your face, but I haven't fallen on my face once. I'm not going to. But if you stand there, and your weight's on that leg, and on that, that cane, and you get machine gunned at your brain, oh, what's going to happen? I don't like to stumble. Simple as that. So, how can I not stumble? I'll love my brother. Now, this is love my brother, not my physical brother. My brother is Tim. My other one is Tom. He's my brother-in-law, but he's been in my family since I was born. So Tim and Tom are there. This is not the word brother. This is the word brethren as in the church. So the love of God abideth, I abide in light, and I will not stumble when I love my brother. They're not all lovable. They're not. Sometimes they blatantly lie and attack on purpose. Read your Proverbs today about some of the words that people say and how the fool and the wicked talk about us and how we are to respond. Well, I can't let him get away with it. If you answer a fool, you're just as bad as the fool. One of the things with my big mouth, I've learned to do shut up. Said, I know what I know. I want to know what you know. Am I talking to someone with wisdom and love in their heart? Am I talking to a fool? And if you do the study in Proverbs on fool, you'll realize it's not a dummy. It's someone who uses their mouth contrary to God's way. You don't win not doing it God's way. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm having good. Let's go to 1 John chapter 3. And we'll go to verse 18. I love this one. My little children... Let us love not in word and, and neither in tongue, but in deed and truth. 
Oh, pastor, we're behind you. How far? Because when I need you, where are you? Oh, yeah, Deborah was right there with me on a Sunday morning. We finished the service, and I got a, a part-time minister who had been in church, if you understand my term, come to me and said, Pastor, you can count on me. I will always be here, and I'll be behind you 100%. Never saw him again. He was in the church for about three months, loved Sunday night service, loved Sunday morning service. He wants to be here. But evidently, he's behind me so far I can't see. pastor of uh, Salem Baptist Church, the largest African-American church in the city of Omaha. I golfed with him back then. And uh, on Fontenot Hills, Merritt, we're on one of those par threes. And uh, he said, you know, we have a back-to-school parade down, oh, it starts on 16th, it comes up through 24th, and ends up at the church on 30th Street. Now, for those who don't know Omaha, that's dead center riots in my high school days. That's where the houses were burned to the ground. People died. Race riots in Omaha, Nebraska. Junior, senior year in high school. <clears throat> National Guard and, and machine guns and everything going down our streets trying to stop it. Okay? Don't want to get into the politics of it. Just simply, he's my friend. He invited the white pastor and his predominantly white church to come to North Omaha and parade down the streets of the riot area for the kids' back-to-school parade. And I said, yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. We brought a float that had a guy knocking on the door, Jesus, you know, we, had, we were handing out candy to the kids and all that. But we came. You, it's down where the uh, Matt Bus's parking lot is. We loaded up there. And we went right by the Valley High bar location, which started the riots. Uh, a white officer and a black officer protecting their lives shot and killed a man who had a gun. And everything blew up. We went through there, reclaiming the neighborhood, going up, around, all the way up to 30th Street. And then they have an outside platform service for just a short time. Pastor Watson said, I couldn't believe you came. And I said to him, I told you I would. Love indeed and effort. Back it up. Back it up. Had another pastor situation, ministerially, not in the city, but outside the city. And uh, he said to me, only you, McGaffin, would do this. I said, I gave my word. So I'll do it. Christians. The world doesn't back their word. It's doing others and get out before they do it back to you. They lie. I love you. Will you give me your name? Will you uh, lay down your life to protect me? No, but I really love you. You love me on Saturday and Friday nights. The kind of love marriage is, it's 24-7. Friendships. There are men and women in here I could call and they will back me 100% anytime, anywhere. Because you do the truth. You do the word. And once they see you do the word, they have confidence you'll do it. I don't put my trust in everybody. I love everybody. But trust is something people earn every day. And you don't get it back that easy. Amen. That's good preaching, Pastor. Way to go. 
Okay, 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 says this. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that, love, that loveth is born of God and knows God. When I'm, in a minute, we're going to go through what love is. And all of us in here who call upon the name of Jesus, who practice this, you're born of God. You stand out. There's something about you. You're different. Amen. Let's go to 2 John chapter 5, or second, just go to 2 John, it's only one chapter. But I want to give you verses 5, 6, and 8. Verse 5, And I beseech you, lady, is not I write a new commandment unto you, but that you've heard from the beginning, that we love one another, not just the ones we want to. Not just the ones that tell us how great we are. Not the ones that just make our life easy, because sometimes loving a person costs you. Okay? Verse 6, And this is the love that we walk after His commandment. This is the commandment that you've heard from the beginning, that you should walk in it. From the start, this is John, the oldest and longest living apostle walking with Jesus. You've heard this from the Master all the way through, that you love. You want crazy faith, miracles, signs, and wonders? Learn to walk in love. If you can love with, in God, with Him, He can also use you to be His voice, His wisdom, and His power in any situation. Those are the gifts of the Spirit. Three that you can think like God, three that you can talk like God, and three that you can act like God you then can be used by him for signs and wonders. Amen? Verse 8 is cool. Look to yourself. Look at you. Look at your life. Look at your last two months. Okay? Lose not those things which you have wrought or gained. Lose them not. Which means, from the ground, you could let the hard ground, you could let the stones, you could let the thorns... Take out the ground that you've gained. I am so unhappy with myself in this thing. I was bench pressing and working out hard. I got hard. I had some fat on me I needed to get off, but I was working out hard for my legs when I got my knees and my arms. I, I couldn't. My arm strength to what it was before this a year ago makes me mad. Because now I need to use my arm strength it would have been really good to have my weightlifting days there. Now I have to start all over. I lost some things that I gained. Now I want a full reward. Don't you want a full reward? I don't want just a little bit of breakthrough in my marriage. I want a breakthrough. I don't want half my kids born again. I want them all. I want to see them fulfilled. I've got friends that I want to see God's best happen in their life. She makes me smile every time I see her. She did when we first met her at the uh, place she managed at Mutual of Omaha, the restaurant across the street. I looked forward to seeing her. I get to see her. I go up to see Dr. Dave Hoffman, a, a chiropractor in Missouri Valley, on the way back heading to our church. I would stop and see her with my family. It's something I look forward to. How many people look forward to seeing you? 
Enlarge the number. Do it today. Try a smile. Let something that's on the inside smile and come out. I, I'm, I'm using this to my advantage, baby. I'm in a wheelchair right now, not much longer, but I'm in one right now. And people are being nice and open up doors because they feel compassion towards me. They're not feeling pity, compassion. They look at me in the eye and say good morning or whatever. Some even say God bless you or be blessed. But baby, I'm ready for them. Oh, thank you. You too. You have a great day. That's not going to be a bad attitude bump on a wheelchair thinking I get special treatment because of this. No way. I'm finding a way to get a smile on their face everywhere I go. Every person. Much my family, there he goes again. Why not? When the little kids want to come to Jesus, you know if a kid wants to hang around you, you've got to be okay. When I get to sit next to Maddie on her birthday, and she nuzzles up to me and we talk, I must be okay for a five-year-old. I must be. She gave me a fist pump on, on somehow. Oh, she's great. Love her. Here's one you don't want to hear, but it's in here and it's done by the master. Go to Matthew chapter 5. We doing good? This is verses 43 and 44. You've heard it said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate your enemy. I can work with that. We had neighbors at 51st Street in Farnham that, you know, Mr. Thompson's great, the Watkins are great. Mr. Monrad, I like to punch out. So I can love and hate your enemy. I'm, yeah, no problem. But I say unto you, Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. doesn't say curse them right back. The word bless means to say something good about. And sometimes you have to really dig to find something good about your enemy. Because you're very aware of the bad. But you find something good to bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Are you kidding me? Do good. Do, this is the master talking. Do good. Pray for them that which despitefully use you and persecute you. What? Despitefully, that means with a bunch of deceit to cause damage. I'm supposed to pray for these bozos? Yes. Yar. And at times I've sent offerings and blessed them. And gone and done stuff for people. Why do you do that? just want to bless them. I know that scripture. I know exactly what I'm doing. I am also training my heart and my mind to love like God loves. And the more you're at it, the more you'll have fruit of it. Amen? Okay. Yeah. It says the same thing in Luke 6, 27 and 28. Evidently, it was important enough to put in there twice to love your enemies. Because sometimes you have to remind yourself because what they did to you comes up a lot quicker 
than being nice unless you make your mind go there. Fresh forgiveness is what I call it. You got to keep your forgiveness in your heart and your mind fresh. I forgave them 10 years ago. I still hate them. Nope. You got to bless them. I did this one time, and, I, and the Lord said, you're going to send them some money. That cost me $100. I either obey him or let that thing stay in there and say that's more important than him. So by me not obeying, it cost me $100. I had to send an offering. None of you ever do that? Oh, gosh. I'm the only clown, okay? Let's go to, we're going to look at what love is in the minutes that I have left. Because this is where it is, and sometimes people will just go ahead and read through it. And I read through it. I read the chapter. Are the words anchoring in your heart to cause a change in your thought, your behavior, and your mouth? These words. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I don't want you to be stupid or ignorant. Yes, I love that. Don't be stupid. Okay? Here you go. Verse 5. Now I'll go a little further. Oh, I'm in 12. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm in chapter 12, which will be in a life of the Spirit seminar. Verse 13. Oh, I speak with tongues of man and of angels. You can speak in tongues that are earthly language, heavenly language. But I don't have love or charity. I become like a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. Take a drum, cymbal, and out of nowhere, no music, nothing, just ram it, and everybody in the place will be startled because it doesn't fit in that. It's not part of the orchestra sound. Amen? Although I have the gift of prophecy, I understand all the mysteries, I have knowledge, though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, and I have not love, I am nothing. And I've watched people, and I've watched some ministers brag on their giftings and act like the biggest bozo. Gosh! It doesn't work for me. It works for the Lord. That's the Lord's business. I correct those who work for me. You praise publicly, you correct privately. Period. But I'm sure the Lord has said a few times, well, he's not the only one I have to tolerate from time to time, Jim. Yes, sir, got it. Any of you? Okay, let's look what love is. Charity suffers long. I looked up the words long. Yes, it means endures. But it also has a long temper. I just have a quick temper. No, you let your temper go. If I had a gun in your face, you wouldn't lose your temper. In other words, you can control your temper by the circumstances you're around. Suffering long, God's love, I can control my temper long. Anyone? Oh, come on, your kids never make you mad, your spouse never make you mad, your boss, co-workers, not a chance. I'm sure. But you can hold your temper long. Next one is... Uh, you're kind. What does kind mean? Nice. I pet my little dog, Gracie. Nice, Gracie. I'm being kind. No, that's not God's kind of love kind. That means this. Be useful and employ 
grace. Be useful to the kingdom of God. And in this church, pastor, be useful for me. If I can't get my hands around you, I can't mold you into what will bring out your gifts and help others. I just want my own ministry. That's not what church is about. It's always the edification of the church. It's not about you. Amen. So, be useful and employ God's grace, graciousness. Isn't that awesome? Let's go to the next one. Ah. Love is kind. Love is, does not envy not. Envy. The word jealous is also in the Greek around this word. Jealous of someone. I'm jealous of how he looks. Gosh, I wish I had Roger Blair's singing voice. Man, I want that voice. I don't have it. I have mine. I make a joyful noise unto the Lord. You don't want me singing. Okay? My point is this. is I can envy all the muscles on that guy. I wish you could fight like Jason Statham in the movies. I wish I was the dad in Taken. You came for me. I told you I would. Gosh, I love that line in that movie. But if I want to be somebody else, how am I going to be me and let God use me miraculously? Okay, so here's the rest of envy not. Warmth of feelings. Do not be jealous with warmth of feelings. In jealousy, you get your feelings in there. It's hard to get them out whether it's good or bad. It's hard to get them out. Amen? Okay. Huh, let's see. It does not vaunt itself. Vaunt just means boast. How many have known people that all they can do is talk about how great they are? You long to sit down at a dinner table or a restaurant or something with it and listen to two hours of that. We've all heard them. Love doesn't boast. I know who I am. I know what I can do. I'm not insecure. I know who my Savior is. I'm all filled with the Spirit. I don't need to boast. I'll do what He tells me to do, and that's all I need to do. I don't need to show off for anybody. Amen? I'm having fun. Puffed up. I love this one. Puffed up. I keep on thinking one of those cartoons when one of the characters gets, and they get bigger and bigger. In the Greek, it just simply means to blow up or inflate. When we have our grandkids over in years past, we blow up an inflatable mattress. We're not supposed to get filled with hot air about how great we are. Not puffed up. Amen? So, you don't. Well, what if they hurt your feelings? My feelings have been hurt before. They'll get hurt again. If your goal is to live a day and a year when nobody hurts your feelings, get over it. You'll do that in heaven. As long as you're in this imperfect earth, somebody, something, something, somebody cuts you off on the road, your feelings change. We were scared, shaken this morning, driving to church because this wild, crazy group drove up right alongside us. Turned out it was the new ones. I didn't know they're there. They scared the crap out of me. Boom, what? Oh, they go to church. True story. My brother Tim and I are in the. We get along great. My brother drove up alongside my car, 
and flipped me off. You all know what the bird is? Okay. My brother flipped me off and made me an ugly face. Just so happened I had Pastor Buddy Harrison in the car with me. They said, do you know him? I go, yeah, it's my brother. <laughs> it was acceptable among guys. Anyhow. <laughs> I told my brother, if I didn't see your boss at KMTV, ho, ho, ho. Okay. Okay, here we go. Iniquity, it rejoices in the truth. It bears all things. Bears does not mean I barely get through it. Bears means I've got it. I've got it. Amen? Just a couple more. It bears all things. It believes all things. You believe God's word. If it's a promise, when you say, oh, that promise is not for me, you'll start shutting down on other promises. You'd be like a smorgasbord or a buffet table. I only want this one, this one, this one. Because, ah, gosh, I had to eat broccoli last night, everybody. I don't like broccoli. I ha No, she made me scallops and fresh broccoli. I'm not a broccoli fan. She loves broccoli. So you know what we have in our house often? Broccoli. Okay, my point is I can endure, I can bear, but I can believe all things God has said about me, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If God be for me, who can be against me? I am more than a conqueror. Enemy, you want, I don't fight people. Enemy, you want to fight? I'll give you a fight. Every day, I'll give you a fight. He thought this was going to break me. <laughs> it is, I am, I am closer to Jesus. I am so on fire for him. Now here, it hopes all things and endures all things. Endures does not mean suffering. Oh, God. It means win. Play till you win. Winners do that. My son Mark's team, he was a senior in high school, was behind by two points with about four seconds left. He had two ball hog hot dogs on the team. They come to the, we're right behind the coach. He's on the sidelines. And so what are we going to do? Mark says loud in a clear voice, I want the ball. He had a three and won the game. But you know what he's doing. I want the ball. He's going to do all things, hope all things, believe his word, and finish it. Finish it. Why? Because it says here, love never fails. I love never fails. I want to win every time. How do I win every time? Let this love work through me. Not when I just feel like it. Not when it's easy. Do it when it's hard. Do it when it's hard. Your body will take the easy way out if you allow it to. They got the Olympics on now. People who have disciplined their body for how long? To be the best at it? Be the best lover God has in Omaha. Have a reputation. I want signs and wonders here more and more. But they work by love. And I'd be just as happy as that is the most loving church I've ever been to. Because the signs and wonders will follow them that believe. Now this is Paul writing this. Peter writes, in my 
favorite chapter, second favorite chapter in the New Testament. First is Romans 8 because it says, nothing will ever separate me from the love of God. Nothing. Favorite chapter. Second, 2 Peter chapter 1. Because he says these characters, and he's going down this list. If they're in you and they abound. You don't hear it just once. You don't do it just once. You do it all the time. Your kids expect you to feed them all the time. They don't care how the clothes get washed. They expect clean clothes. The dogs want food. When Ima goes out as a clown, they don't care if she had a bad day. She's made up. She's a clown. Her job is to bring joy and happiness to those kids. It never fails. Never fails. Never fails. Never fails. Never fails story. Deborah Mercedes, the ladies' conference in El Paso. There had been a long week. They went out to lunch after Sunday morning service. They had Xavier and Zion with them. I taught both X and Zion how to swim. And they asked Grandma and Mercedes if they would, the ladies would take them swimming. And they said, no, we need a nap. They needed a nap. Walking out the door, not in a bad attitude whatsoever, just a matter of fact. I wish Grandpa was here. He'd go. He'd go. He'd go. I go get the stuff. I go do the things. This is uh, when I'm driving in the near future. I'll be going to get the stuff again. Simple, but you know what? It says love never fails. Do it. When they do these things, and they're in you, and they abound, you'll never fall. I'm not going to fail. I'm not going to fall. These things are in me. These things, I make sure these things are, because I won't fall. I understand it's talking spiritually. I'm also not falling spirit, soul, but I'm not going down. I'm not. I won't. So I encourage you, love never fails. If you have to shut up, shut up. Don't let the words out of your mouth. You can never get back, and the other person's going to hear for the rest of their life. You don't want them to have those words in their head. Amen? Shut up. Choose better words to express yourself. Think before you open the app. Maybe use better words, nicer words. Maybe listen first before you decide to solve the problem. Don't you feel like they used stupid on the game shows when they think they know it and they answer before the question's finished and then they read the question and it was nowhere near that? You, know, you dummy, if you just listen to the whole thing, you know you, you could compete, but you can't. Sometimes you need to listen to your brother and sister. Sometimes you need to listen like Gabby did at the grocery store to hand them $50 for their diapers for their kids. Listening is huge. Not one of our prayers is ever forgotten by the Father, it says in Revelations. All of them are gathered, and they're a sweet-smelling savor. They're in it like a vase of all Jim McGaffin's prayers. He doesn't let go a single one. He doesn't let go of yours. Even now, he does not let go. Oh, I can't get my kids to love me. I can't get my husband or my wife to love me. Be lovable. It's hard to fight with somebody who won't fight. It's hard to yell at somebody who won't yell. 
Let me get that smile on your face. Oh, there he goes again. Got this. Own your mistakes. You screw up, own them, clean them up, and get on with it. Amen? This love that we're talking with crazy faith, it takes crazy love. By the way, when you walk in faith, experiences come. And you remember them for the rest of your life. When you walk in love, the feelings come back. I want everybody in here to go get 22. Take 22 minutes, seven to read the, the proverb of the day. Today's the 13th, and then tomorrow. And read it in a pit. Like go to First John, like I told you to. But read epistles. Find out who you are in Jesus. Take seven minutes, but pray in tongues for fifteen. It is a discipline, like jogging. Well, tomorrow I'm going to start my diet. Tomorrow I'm going to start working out. Well, do you do it tomorrow? Well, I was a New Year's resolution. It lasted uh, last year. <laughs> you never made it all the way over to the New Year. Praying the Spirit is a discipline. It says it builds yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in spirit. I want my faith strong, bench pressed. I want bench pressed faith, great faith. Praying the spirit will get you there. But I'll let me tell you another thing. How many would like a closer walk with Jesus? Intimate walk with Jesus. Praying in the spirit, you talk unto God, not unto man. That's just you and him. I cannot put words adequately to it. Praying in the Spirit as you get over the, ah, oh, this is boring, this is tiring. No, it's not. There comes a point where you switch over. And something's going on in your heart. Something goes on in your heart. When I love people, I want to hear their voice. I want to hear Harlan's voice. He's out there shoveling in winter sometimes, cleaning off cars. I want to, I want to talk to him. I want to hear his voice. I want to love him. I want to see Sue Boris and hear her and be blessed. All the people in here, you're going to run into people who need that. And you're more sensitive to hearing his voice and maybe having you take away the thou King James stuff and just simply say about, well, the days is on fool in the mouth. Maybe you wouldn't call somebody a fool. But you might have a word of wisdom out of there that you could give somebody in a non-churchy way that might really edify and build them up. You can do it. It changes everything when you do it. It changes everything. And I am longing, we had Marge up here last week where she talked about she came up for prayer and how she left different and that strength has been there since that time of prayer. And that came out of her mouth. I want services that go longer that every one of, this whole side, is, stand up here, you get three minutes. Everybody say, this is what God did with me, not ten years ago, this week. This is the person I got a chance to touch this week. This is the person got healed because I, oh, how are you doing, man? Good to see you. They don't know that I'm a believer. And if I lay my hands on the sick, they're going to recover. I don't need a prayer line in church to do it at the marketplace. At the bank do it. I want testimonies. 
Your faith builds you up, and winning builds you up. We get built up by, it says in Revelation, you overcome with the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. The testimony is valuable. Because somebody else might be in the same situation this week or have been in last week, and what you say gets them out of it or brings the miracle to pass. And it's not all on CD covers and literature that I, you know, Brother Big Name. No, it's, you have a word that changes somebody else's life out there in the real world. You can prophesy to them. It's not hard if you know the word. Prophesying is easy. Because you just have to see what the word says. That's what's going to happen. That's I'm prophesying, yes I am, but I'm prophesying what the word says is going to happen. And then most, love yourself. Even if that means you eat a bag of gummy bears by yourself. You've got to love yourself. I like gummy bears. Anybody else? Oh, I, I, I could name a donut fanatic in, in this place and a few others. Love yourself. Listen to some worship music that you so enjoy. Watch something funny. Funniest videos, you don't have all the dirt and all the smut and all that junk. You just have stuff that's funny. Sometimes just laugh. Just laugh. Okay? Go to bed 15 minutes early. Talk to the Lord. Lay there in bed 15 minutes before you get out of bed. Talk to the Lord. End and start your day talking to Him. See what He does with your dreams. See what He does with your body while you're sleeping and brings healing to you. You went to bed with the flu. You woke up. It's not there. What happened? I spent time with the Lord. I went to sleep. And when I woke up, I gave Him glory. What do you want me to do today, sir? I'm ready to go. I want this church to be Satan's worst nightmare in Omaha. Oh, they're not in service anymore. They're out there winning every time. Every time. Now I'm going to, this is not fancy in praying for people, but it's important. You've got to get used to laying hands on yourself and believe that the anointing presence of the Holy Spirit that is in you, that you would pray for somebody else, also heals you. And that's where you start in the supernatural, is you're watching God do miracles because you pray for yourself. Why? Oh, that seems selfish. No, start there. Pray for everybody. Pray without ceasing, no problem. But if you're going through, you've got pain in your body from what arthritis, from anything, you've got sniffles, anything, your back sore because you just carried that big wheelbarrow of gummy bears to your car <laughs> and you strained your back. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll ride that one a couple more times. Anyhow, lay hand on yourself right now because it's the same word of faith out of your heart and the same promise of God and that word that will not return void. It will accomplish every single thing that it's sent to do. So learn to do it on yourself. Learn to do it on yourself. You tired? Yeah, I'll get up. You want to go a little further? Yeah, I'll get up. Uh, you've had a Nope. Got stuff to do. Get up. Last thing you say, I got one minute. 
I love this line in uh, the Living Bible, I believe it is. Paul is stoned to death in Acts. His enemies that want him dead are convinced he's dead. Those were not pebbles they threw at him. Take a look at our retaining wall out there, those blocks. They stoned him. They hit him in the head. And they thought he was dead, and they left the body there. His men come to carry the body to bury it. And it just says, and he got up. I love it. Simple. He got up. Saints, because you all are saints. Brethren, get up. Love like you've never loved before. Bless people. Help them. When they curse you, spit on you, and I've been spit on. When they persecute in the United States by people in Omaha, Nebraska, I've actually been spit on. I don't care. It'll come off. I'll just smile. I'll smile. You're going to get tested on what I said today, and I've covered, I've gone around the block on this one, so you've got plenty of examples. But I know that Satan will come with those ground conditions as soon as you leave. I'm asking you to act on them in the planting. Act in God's love. Act in faith so that they can't be taken. Love somebody that's not very lovable. Be nice to somebody you can't stand to be nice to. Let the guy take the parking spot you prayed. Oh, I prayed for this parking spot. And somebody comes and takes it. That rotten love. Let him have it. There's another parking spot somewhere. You'll get over it. I had to get over it. I got a handicapped parking thing. A guy who's not handicapped drove in his monster truck to go in and get carryout food. He took my spot. I have a sticker, you moron. I had to pray for him. Am I being real enough that you know when you go out there, you're going to be challenged for God's word? And you will choose as you hear me shut up. What are you going to do with it? Bring people. Invite people. I want two services this year. Oh, you just want a big church. No, I want big churches. The more the churches are filled with people, that means the more are not going to hell. First goal, win souls. Preach the gospel. Then people are getting healed. And if they get healed, they'll tell all their unsaved people about it. All their friends and family. And you get to pray for them too. And it just goes on and on. Just goes on and on. Amen? We good? So as we leave here today, we're going to do the 22. Read. Going to pray. But think 22 guests. Think 22 guests. There's something about achieving a goal that means a lot. Go get them. Well, I never. That's right, you have never because you believe I never. How about I can? I will. Let's see what you can do. Amen? If you have children here, take them home with you. Otherwise, Mike's shop has to stay here all week with them. You didn't think it was going to be me, did you? <laughs> it's going to be Mike's shop. Greet somebody, particularly in this room. If you don't know their first name, introduce yourself and give them your name. Talk to them. 
greet people. If you need a CD of today, Deborah is your man. She's in there. She, I'm kidding. She does the copy, so you can listen to this again. And if I made you mad today, I meant to. I'm a pastor teacher, not just a teacher. I'm a pastor teacher. I'm trying to get in where you live, where we live as a church today on how to use the word. Rightly dividing it, understanding how to use it like you'd understand how to use a tool. Use the word of God. Amen? Well, you can go home, but you've got to talk to at least, oh, 200 people a day. Start here. Love on one another and go home, okay? Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We always want to encourage those of you who have a story of how God is working in your life through this ministry to send us an email to amen at libertyofomaha.com. For more information on Liberty Church, visit libertyofomaha.com. Thanks for joining us and have a credible week.